You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast, where we talk about physical, financial, and emotional strength. Why stay sore? Because nothing good comes easy. Here's your host, Bo Skitsko. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and today I have the pleasure of having two full-time successful trainers with me, Dayan and Emily. They're successful trainers, and the reason I have them here today is because we're talking about the behind-the-scenes of personal training. What I mean is, this is not just an episode for trainers. This is more so for people that are looking for personal trainers or that already have a personal trainer. And I just want to show you, we just want to show you how the everyday life of a personal trainer looks like, the things that we have to deal with and just uh, comparing our lives, our, our work and uh, what we actually do. It's not always just counting 10 reps and then going to the next exercise. So guys, super excited to have you here. Thank you for showing up. Thanks for having us. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's start with a conversation starter. Um, let's make it interesting. What do you guys think about trainers that are, let's just say, overweight, out of shape? Dan, what do you think? So uh, that's an interesting topic. Um, I got to say, when you're a trainer, you want to look the part. When someone comes to you, you want to be able to reflect the way they want to look almost. Myself, I've had three trainers in the past and they've been professional bodybuilders. Not that I'm saying every trainer needs to be, but that's what I want to go for. So that's why I hired them. If I go to someone and they don't portray the way they look, I'm not saying that they're not a good trainer, but at first glance, it's, it's kind of hard to buy into that type of billboard. You're, you're your own billboard and you want to practice what you preach. Now, if you're a trainer who has been a trainer for 20, 25 years and you might not be as conditioned as you used to be, but you have the rep, people know what you come from. At that point, I'm sure referrals are going to be coming in as it is. But at least when you're starting off as a trainer, especially, you want to look the part and you want to give people a reason to invest in you. Or you want to, let, let's say you used to be very overweight. Oh, yeah. And you came to just looking or not just even looking, feeling a little bit of weight loss, a health trans- transformation, right? Yes. And you can go from that story. I, I actually know how it feels as a trainer to be either unconditioned, unhealthy, overweight. So that's a good starting point. But there has to be something, either looking good or having a transformation yourself and knowing what people are going through, right? Because I agree with you, your body is your business card. Like you don't want to go to a dentist who smiles and you're like, whoa, dude, you have cavities on your your teeth, right? Or let's say you you build porch, I I don't know, you're in the roofing business and you portray your work and there's shingles missing, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of have have uh, the, like you said the billboard right so exactly. working out and being in shape is part of your job so uh it should be part of your lifestyle exactly if it's not your lifestyle you have a hard time portraying or preaching that lifestyle so you have to walk the talk so working out eating is our full-time job agreed it is agreed. 100%. all right all right so um Personal training, the career, the job itself, it's not all only like start a client, finish, finish a client. There's much more behind the scenes work, right? So let's talk about the personal training schedule as a personal trainer. The schedule, how hectic is it? Because in my experience, I'll say really quick my experience and then you guys uh, can follow up on that. Personal trainers usually work crazy hours because you train clients before work before their work mm-hmm. or after. So it's early morning or crazy late hours. Yeah. What's your experience, Emily? So 
I'm a morning person and I didn't used to be that way. Like in high school, I struggled to get up for school, but I've grown to be a morning person because of personal training. Um, like you said, you train people before they work. It's not like when normal people, not like us, are thinking about like what time their day starts when they're setting their alarms for the day. Um, like we always have to think an hour and a half before that or more sometimes. Like for me, my earliest class that I ever coached uh, was 4.45 a.m. it started. I had to be at work at 4.15, which means I got up at 3.15, which is straight up the middle of the night. Like that's crazy, but it's what you do in this profession. And then on the other scale of that, like we were talking a little bit before we started and like you're training till 11 p.m. or later. And that's kind of what it is like to be a personal trainer. You have, it's not, very rarely do you have a trainer that works nine to five, you know? Yes, it's almost impossible. I actually have never, I've been in this industry for over a decade. I've never seen a trainer doing a nine to five. That does work. No, and very rarely is it like back to back to back sessions or clients, yes. you know? Yes, so like talking about that, if you have eight clients that means you have probably 10 hours, 12 hours of work. Uh, tell me if this applies to you. At least three or four text messages a day. Hey, sorry to cancel last minute. My kid is sick. Oh, dude. You also need to think about yourself. Like, you need to make time for you. Your workout is important, not just because we want you to get a pump or something. Like, it's a mental detox from the stress of your life for a lot Very of people. True. So you need to prioritize, like, if it means doing getting up before your child wakes up, sometimes it sucks, but it'll be worth it when you finish it, you know? So, Dan, your schedule is towards the late night, from what I understand. You and yes. me, we have early morning sessions. I'm here in my gym about 5, 5.30 a.m. most days. And there's a lot of people that are very dedicated and they actually work out before their family wakes up, before the kids wake up, before the husband wakes up, sometimes before the wife wakes up. And so it, it, like you said, like in the airplane, they always say, put the mask on you first and then on the child or somebody else who needs help, right? Yeah. Because if you are in a mental and physical place where you have abundance, you can give others. So sometimes you have to prioritize that. Yeah. Right. And I think that's important to talk about, though, because I've had a lot of women who are moms who basically just come to me and say they feel guilty or selfish for making that time for themselves. And it can feel that way very easily, especially like this time of year, it's coming up to holiday season and you just want to give and you're thinking about everybody in your life. You forget about you. You can't give to people in your life if you don't take care of yourself first. So if you are empty. There's nothing to give. Right. right? true. Yeah. All right. So we, we, we touched upon some emotional and mindset things. Let's talk about that. How emotionally draining is this job? personal training it gets pretty draining i mean you have to be at 100 percent every time a client walks through the door if you're down or you had a bad breakup with someone you didn't eat your meals whatever you might be feeling you don't want to portray that energy to your client because whatever you're feeling they're going to feel and at the end of the day nine times out of ten your clients feel that way and you need to bring them back up and you need to keep them motivated to keep going so drive is a lot better than motivation but it's still up to us to give them that motivation to keep driving so client comes in, no matter what's going on in your life, they come in. A lot of times our clients know how to work out. They need that, that uh, amplified energy, somebody to, excuse my language, but to kick their rear 
and like yeah. just get them going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So they're here for for the upbeat, for the energy, for the motivation. Right. So no matter what's going on in your personal life as a trainer, you flip the switch and everything is perfect. You're here to serve the client to the best energy and emotion you can possibly do. Right. So a lot of times our clients think. We are perfect, right? Did you ever come across those things? Oh, you're a trainer. You work out. This is easy for you. Eating is easy for you. Working out is easy for you. You love this stuff. You're always good. It's my job to make it feel and look that way. But I'm broken inside too. I have my own problems. I personally, like Bo, I have three kids, a wife. I have a business to run. I have so many issues. I I have been up since, uh, like you said, sometimes 3, 4 a.m., but... I have to be here and be 100% and make it look easy. Do you, yeah. do you guys feel ever like drained from that? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I enjoy ice cream just as much as you guys do. Right? I love pizza. It's my weakness. <laughs> it's <laughs> so. just like interesting that you guys bring it up, though, because my like growing up, going through school, I always would consider myself like an extrovert. Like I love I'm very social. Um, I just like to be around people. I'm high energy. But it's like interesting how I've kind of changed as I grow older, especially in this job over the last five or so years. It's like throughout the day, my goal is to leave every person that I'm interacting with, whether it be personal or class or whatever it is, I want them to leave in a better state than how they arrived. And to do that, it's like you said, you have to provide them with this high energy experience so that it's yeah. the highlight of their day. That's like my goal there. I want them to look forward to their workout because it's hard, but it's fun, you know? And to give them that energy, it is it is exhausting, especially spread out throughout your whole day. So I find that now I'm pouring out so much of myself into my sessions with my clients that when I get home, I'm almost like more withdrawn and quiet because it's like I give, 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 and now I just need to like sit and recharge. Yeah, and almost I, yeah, every, it's different. Almost every day when I have a full schedule and a full schedule to a trainer, is different than a nine to five, right? Because nine to five, you start at nine, you get paid till five, and then you leave. To a trainer, you work a little bit, somebody canceled, rescheduled, you have like random time that you don't get paid for, you walk around. But anyways, after a whole day, you sit down and like, oh, yeah. I just need 30 seconds of quiet. Just, just silence. Silence and just find myself again because every client, you have to change gears and adjust to that client. Some people need a kick in their but some people need empathy. You just have to like support them, be understanding. Some people need a drill sergeant to stand over them and like yell at them. Mm -hmm. Some people need just education, like common sense. It's a very robotic explanation. They, they're into that, that's okay. Yeah. But you have to change gears. Uh, I bet at least once a day, each of you has a client who is here just to talk and have a therapy session. Oh, for yeah. sure. Right. Like uh, probably like 30, 40% of my work is yeah. therapy. Therapy, yes. And there's nothing yes. wrong about that. Yeah. You're still more affordable than the therapist. It's true. Right? We understand. But while we talk about these things, let's do a few curls. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing to me is like as right now I'm in a show prep, so I try to reserve myself to be ready for that. Because like you said, we don't have as much time as people think to work out, diet, do the cardio. We have to find that time in the schedule. In total, I probably have a little over 40 clients to work around. Not all of them come every week, so I'm just texting me, hey, can I work out? And that's totally okay, and they just jump in. 
but I, I can't take on any new clients. I can't take a new person with new energy that I don't know what to expect while I'm trying to prepare for something. So I can take on the people I know, but a whole new entity of energy, it's, it's a different you know, resource. A lot, of, lo- a lot of logistics, a lot of moving parts and the scheduling and like somebody wants, th- there's always uh, another concept with personal training is there's prime time. Yeah. Like two or three hours where you make the most, let's just say it how it is, the most money because we only make money when we actually train people. The right. rest, marketing yourself, selling your services, finding new clients. It's not just giving to you. It's not like you have a salary job. You have to create opportunities for yourself. And there's only two or three hours in a day where you can actually bank, like pay for your life, right? And the rest, you're just trying to scramble. Everyone wants to work out right before work or right after. And the rest, you just kind of have to figure out. You're floating around, which is the rough reality of personal training. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, Let's switch topics a little bit. How do you guys, or do you guys have to deal with, with misconceptions where client comes in with a certain belief system? Like, I need to do all these crunches and cardio to lose weight or have a flat stomach. And then you have to go through the painful process of educating them or even unfortunately going to use this word breaking them breaking their belief systems because they're so conditioned to believe something and like i need to do cardio and you make them lift weights and i don't want to be a bodybuilder i want to just look good and lean i experience that a lot with girls i think it's just something that you know maybe you see a picture of a girl online and they're very lean they have what you are like Oh, I want to look like that. That's my motivation, you know? And I feel like so many girls think that they just, not even girls, I shouldn't say that, but people, I feel like I run into it more with girls than not. But I would agree with you. You yeah, can say it. Yeah. They just think like cardio and like, I won't lift anything more than 15 pounds, which kills me as a weightlifter because like, you're not going to turn into a dude if you lift a 30 pound dumbbell up. Like you are so much stronger than you realize and building that muscle is actually gonna help burn fat and give you the lean and toned look that you're going for. So when you say breaking people, I hate telling people they're wrong. I don't wanna come at them and be like, "Uh, that's not what you wanna do actually, I'm gonna have you do this the whole time. You do have to take the time to educate them why it is what they actually need, but it's not always easy because they don't always take it well, you know? I agree with you. Yeah, they do not. No. Well, I, I gonna say the same thing and I gonna actually uh, support your statement because most of my clients, I would say probably 70, 80% of my clientele here at Bofit and this fitness studio are women 35 to 55 years old, sometimes to 60. I have older clients, but I'm just saying the general population in this, right. in this gym here. And yes, uh, unfortunately, it's a big part of my job to finesse my way around and change their mind and belief system towards like cardio is good, but there's there's faster, more effective ways to give you your results. And it's not what you're kind of taught by by like those six packs and 21 days right. programs. Yes. I hope there's no such program and I hope they're not going to sue me. But you know no, what I mean, no, right? No, totally, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cardio, a, lot, a big example I give a lot of people, and I have clients, one in specific that stands out to me. She was doing a car, an hour of cardio a day, and she lifted five, six days a week. And she was 
heavier, maybe like in the 170s range. And I told her, we're not gonna do any cardio, none, for a month and a half. And she, she was scared. She said, oh, I'm gonna gain all this weight. I'm like, no, just trust me. And she did no cardio. And then I upped her calories by like 600, from 1300 to 1900. And she gained like five, six pounds, freaked out. It's gonna happen while your metabolism adjusts. Then her body got used to more calories. Then we slowly added a little bit of cardio did more weightlifting, she built more muscle. Averagely, per pound of muscle, you burn about 30 to 50 calories more a day, just living, the more muscle you have. Mm -hmm. Then we put the cardio back in, she dropped all the way down to like 140. So just working smarter. And that's, that's being a trainer, that's part of our job. So yeah. you come to us for professional advice, yeah, opinion, right? For a professionally designed program, and then teach us how to do it. Like Yes. Every, I would say nine out of 10 times, girls want to do abs for yes. a flat stomach. Unfortunately, it's gonna make the muscles underneath the fat stronger, but it's not gonna change how your stomach looks. Right. Yes. Right, it's nutrition, it's actually lifting because the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, even just watching TV and existing. Yeah. And five pounds of muscles, to build five pounds of muscle, some people could take over a year of hard yeah, lifting and five pounds of muscle over the whole body spread out. You're not even gonna see it, but it makes the most impact on your your overall existence. Exactly, you have more energy. Metabolism is through the roof. You feel stronger, more confident. Your body functions properly. Mm -hmm. Besides all, the, so yeah. A really common thing I always tell people too is, is, and it's a huge for them to understand. And this is common. Everyone thinks it. You know. Cardio is the most efficient way in a 60-minute period to burn calories. But the more cardio you do, the more efficient you get at burning those calories, and you're not going to burn them as much. I tell people, especially if they, if they come to a trainer, a lot of people, they're 200 pounds, they do cardio, they take out the food they know they probably shouldn't eat, like a cupcake, a cookie. They drop 30, 40 pounds, they get down to 165. They plateau, and they come to us, and they're like, hey, I've lost some weight, I'm plateauing, can you help me? Yeah. And then when we tell them these things, they're like, well, cardio's worked for me. I've lost 35, 40 pounds. They're already set that this works for them. And I tell them, well, you know what? If you don't eat for five days and do two hours of cardio in the morning and night for five days straight, you'll lose the most weight you ever have in your life. It's not healthy, it's not right, you shouldn't do it that way. I'm not telling anyone they should do that, but it would work. It's almost the same example, just in an extreme way. I, I agree with you. There's, there, there's short-term results and long-term results. There's yes. a healthy approach. A less healthy approach. It, it, again, not against cardio. The problem is that our society just is so... Thinks it's the only answer. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so we, we have to kind of fix it. Cardio is almost secondary because cardio comes from the word cardio, which in Latin is heart. Yes. It's more of a just getting the heart rate up situation. There, there's other ways, more efficient, long-term result ways to have a nice-looking body and whatever that means to you. You're a bodybuilder, you like a certain look. You're a weightlifter, you like a certain look. I, I like just functional crazy stuff. I like walking on my arms and jumping on boxes. I have my personal like right. idea of looks, but we all know how to achieve those goals in different ways. So our job is to kind of educate the client who was already educated by, let's just say TV, people that want to sell you quick fixes and we're not about quick fixes. Yeah. Another thing though that I think is a common misconception of people coming to us is like how many calories see a day? And this is a big topic that could be different for everybody, but just to make it short, 
like I have a lot of girls that come to me and they're like eating 1200 calories a day. And I'm like, that's not good for and most people, I would say nine out of 10 people, I don't care how active or not you are, that is not enough to eat. And I find it like, I don't know, it's just always amazing to me when we get to teach people, hey, you can actually eat more and you're gonna lose weight because your body is in a burning state more constantly. And that's one to thing. eat the right things yeah. at the right time and don't like sometimes less is more, right? Yeah. So a lot of people start them, starve themselves to death to try to lose weight and it's not even working. It's like you work too hard when you're in the gym and you're lifting and you're trying to build muscle, but you're not fueling anything into yourself. Your body's gonna hold everything and maybe that's why you're not getting to where you wanna be as quickly as you expect. We don't want our clients to just look good. We guys, we want you guys to feel good. Right. Health comes first and then Absolutely. good looks will be a side effect of the health, right? For sure. Okay, let's go back to the, to the uh, personal training, career, job. Do, do you guys ever, and this is going to be interesting because there's two guys and also a female trainer, right? So do you guys ever feel any stereotypes when it comes to your career choice, to personal training career, anything? I feel stereotyped that because I'm a bigger, muscular guy, oh, he's going to make me really muscular. Or, oh, he's really intimidating. He's yeah. probably really mean. Or I don't think he'd, you know, these are common things I get. Hell I am? Yeah. Like yelling, <laughs> just losing, losing my voice from yelling at my clients. Yeah, that's that. what they think. You know, that's... Uh, it's very common. I get that a lot. And unless it's a referral and someone says, no, he's really nice. And then they come, they do the session, they try it out, and they, their whole mind has changed after that first time. But at first glance, they see me at 6'4", 200 plus pounds, like, that guy's scary. I don't want to talk to him. And see, I'm the same way, but in the opposite way. I'm like 5'2 and a half, and that half inch counts. But um, like, and people think like, oh, this little like chick doesn't know anything she's but it's cute though you know yeah. like people think it's cute or something like no give me give me a chance and i will kick your ass you know i think that's one misconception that i get a lot so is it fair to assume like like hardcore guys that want to lift heavy weights are more gravitating towards you and then cute small girls gravitate more towards you or girls that want to be a certain like smaller yeah. gravitate towards you i've even had girls say like oh, I would love to work with you, but I don't want to have all the muscle that you have like that. It's almost like a backhanded compliment. Like, I understand. you know what I mean? So You look good, a but a little too good for me. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I have the same thing. I, I hear it all the time. I have clients working with me for like five, six years now. Like I've built some, some clientele. And um, when I ask them, they always say the same thing. In the beginning, they thought I'm this mean drill sergeant being all judgmental, like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help you. I'm going to judge if you're being lazy, but I'm happy that you stepped into the gym. We're going to work. You don't have to be perfect, but I expect you to put some effort in. I expect best you. Every time that's yes, it. best effort. You don't have to be perfect, but I will see if you're not giving it 100% effort. Mm -hmm. So it's not about being perfect. It's about trying to be the best you can be, yes. right? Progress yeah. is perfection. Yeah. Perfect, perfect set, perfectly set. Um, uh, what did your parents say about your career choice or family in general, not just parents? Like, hmm. did you guys have any, any stories? Because personal training is not always the biggest goal. Like some people want to be astronauts or doctors, bankers, yeah. doctors, lawyers. What did your friends and family say about your choice? Well, I'd say personal training, it can be 
much more emotionally rewarding than financially than some jobs. Amen. But at first, it's not the most financially plausible option for a lot of people. And some people even start part-time until they can get rolling full-time. And that's, that's, that's what I did, too. I was a mortgage banker, and I did personal training on the side. And then I rolled off and became a full-time trainer. Personally, my parents, she saw how unhappy I was as a mortgage banker. She your mom? My mother, yes. And... Um, not that mortgage banking is a bad job, but it is very stressful. And, you know, for some people, they can take that. For me, I considered a desk all day. And she knows that. She knows I'm very active. And when I made the switch to be a personal trainer full time, she saw how much my lifestyle changed, my weight, my just everyday energy. And she was, she was proud of me to do what I love. That's awesome. That's, that, that's good. That's good. Any, any, anything with you? Um, I think that at the beginning, even I didn't realize that it would be something that I would do for like extended amounts of time. It's not like I went into it thinking like this is temporary, but I don't think I realized that I was passionate about it. At the time, it was just something that I really loved to do and thought I could help people with. But, um, you know, I've had other jobs, small jobs for a short amount of times here and there. And fitness, the industry of fitness is something that I just keep coming back to. And I think over the years, my mom has seen that. She's participated in my classes and things. So I think that she has bought into it over time and is very supportive of it. My dad is supportive of me, but he like still on a regular basis sends me like different job notifications and options of like, other things. So I don't think he's totally accepted it yet as a job, but he's also, I don't think he really knows what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, I'm, I'm an immigrant. About at this point, like 11 years ago, I didn't speak English. So I, I'm coming from a different background and like, I'm coming from a country that at this point, things may have changed, but the way my family, my parents were raised and then raised me, uh, personal training is not as, let's just say, serious career jo choice, mm -hmm. right? So my, my parents, and I would say especially my dad, not that he's not supportive, but like, I think in his mind, it's still like, okay, you played around enough. How about it's time to get a real job? Now? Yeah. Like, hey, dad, I actually went from being a trainer to in a big box gym where we actually used to briefly yeah. work together. I became the master trainer, the main, the main guy, right? And I called my dad, hey, like I'm the master trainer. I'm like above, like, yeah, good. But like, it's, it's good that you played around. Let's get a real, okay. Yeah, like why, you're just always at the gym. That's what he thinks yes. about me anyway. So you work out all the time and then people pay you to, to come to 10, yeah, 10 reps? Like if only it was that easy, dad. Yeah, there's more to it. So yeah. now I run my own business and I'm trying to hire trainers and build a career out of that. And there's other revenue streams that starting to attach to it and making a full thing and helping even other people to have a job. And, but still, there's, he's proud, he's supportive, but there's still that little thing like, how about a real job? Yeah. But um, I, I understand. I just, I, I think it's also the, the culture where I'm from originally, you know? Uh, Bo, you're addicted to staying sore. That's yeah. what it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole different podcast on that topic because there's so much meaning that I put into that staying sore, staying uncomfortable, yes. seeking out the discomfort to yes. grow. Uh, very, very challenging topic that most people, mo most, uh, let me rephrase that, most trainers, most trainers try to avoid even thinking because it's scary to think about mm. retirement. Have you guys ever thought about it and like scared to think about it? Because if you have a regular job, 
like a nine to five corporate job, it's being taken care of for you for the most part. As a trainer, you get paid right now, you have to figure out what to do with it. How many times have you seen a 55, 60 year old trainer in the gym killing? So we have to start thinking about our retirement right now and being proactive about it ourselves. Have you guys ever thought about that? Yeah. Honestly, I'm still pretty young and I love what I do and I'm trying to establish bodybuilding so I haven't thought about it until COVID hit. And when they shut us down and we couldn't train and I didn't have a source of revenue, I was like, whoa, what am I going to do? And that was a tough time for sure and it made me think about a lot. I almost even went back to being a banker. Hopefully, I'm glad I didn't because my mom was like, this is your passion, don't give it up. And I'm like, you're right, I got this. Yeah. Luckily, I pushed through and I'm still here and I'm doing better than I ever have. But yeah, it, until then, I didn't start saving and investing, and now I invest by stocks, uh, you know, put in more for my retirement to be ready to do that step. Uh, yeah, you? I went from personal training to a group fitness corporate-owned gym mm -hmm. back to now uh, personal training and being an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. When I was at the corporate group fitness place, there was a 401k option. And once I got that was when I started like actually thinking like, you know, I'm putting this away for this in my future and this is my retirement. And I think that's where I kind of learned how to manage my own income more because like we mentioned before, it's hard at the beginning. You don't make a lot of money at the beginning. So you really, every dollar where you put it, what you're spending it on, it does matter um, until you really figure out what works for you. So I've thought about it and it is something that I try not to think about because it is scary. And I know I'm young too, but you can never start too early because like things like pandemic, you never know what can happen and you just have to be prepared. So it's hard because you're in charge of it. And that's also another like test of your strength. Can you do this on your own? Because it's more than just your clients, it's your own business and your income, yes. you know? It's, it's, I would say it's all fun and games when you're a part-time trainer, you have a regular job and then you just have like two clients in the evening hobby. after work. It's empowering. You get to kick some butt and you feel good about it. You help somebody and then you still have your regular income. Once you make personal training or just training in general, it doesn't have to be personal. Mm. Uh, once you make training your full-time only income, that's where things get really real, really quick. And you have to think about much more than just counting reps to 12 with your clients or to 10. That's yeah. where you have to... If, finesse a lot of small moving parts in your life to make it work and for me personally like i said i have a family three kids a wife business and things things are sometimes uh scary and they make you sleepless and you're the sole income source for your house right exactly yeah, yeah. my wife's dealing with the kids i'm very blessed i i have uh, a perfect situation where i can focus on the business and making the income for my family and my wife takes care of the household and stuff so I'm very blessed, but it's scary because it's on my shoulders and I yeah. have to figure out what are we going to do when we're past 50, past 60, hopefully past 70, right? So it's challenging. And a lot of people think, from what I understand, like whatever you make throughout your session, whatever you charge as a trainer, 30, 40, 50, 60 dollars a session. It's not like we make that eight hours every day. We have to spend money, time, effort, energy to promote ourselves, to sell our service, to look out for new clients. In the beginning, nobody knows you, nobody trusts you. You can end up having only three clients, three clients for the first year yeah. or so. You have to build that thing. And even then, there's cancellations, reschedules all day, every day. You Facility have fees, you know, we gotta pay. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, so sometimes somebody, 
that's just real talk. I'm not, I don't want to be mean, but it, this is the reality of the job. Sometimes you have to decide, do I charge that person for, for not showing oh, up? Yeah. Do I not charge? And am I going to do the right thing for them? For me, is it even the right thing? Because sometimes you teach your clients to not show up. If you charge them, they learn, okay, yeah. just do that. Accountability. I just ran into that because I have like a small group class schedule going at the gym that I'm working out of. And like for the last probably three or four weeks, I've had 90% of the class sign up, cancel overnight. And I spent time writing the class a week before, you know, I plan according to who is booked to show up so that I can make sure everyone's social distance properly, like has their own equipment, blah, blah, blah. So when I wake up in the morning and I see A, B, and C canceled and I only have one person showing up, a couple weeks went by and I didn't make them pay, but I actually just had to implement like a cancellation policy and it sucked doing it. But at the same time, sometimes people need that, like, oh shit, I don't want to go, but I'm going to have to pay $10 or something. So I'm going to show up. It's a double-edged sword. And both edges are kind of good if you think about it. What I mean is, for the client, it's extra motivation to come in and make their life better. Of course. Period. Yes. For us, the cl- I-, I hope the clients understand that when you go to work, you want to get paid for your job. Us, as trainers, if you don't show up, we just went to work for free. Uh, and it happens, unfortunately, all the time. And there's certain things Every that day. we don't want to do, no. but we're forced to do. Like, yes. I don't want you to pay me $10 for you to not work out. I want you to come and get a workout and know that it was worth that $10. Like, we are doing this job 100%. not because there's financial yeah. incentive and benefits. This job, when it comes to finances, I'm just going to say it out loud, kind of sucks. Yeah. We're doing this because we're passionate about it, we about it. changing lives for a living. There, there, there is a fine line. And when we do things, either in training or financially, it's not to just be a jerk. It's to be for your benefit and ours as well, right? True, very true. It's just respect. It's hard. It's respecting each other, helping each other. Of course, there's things happening all the time. Yeah, things happen all the time. Understanding, but there's a fine line where five weeks in a row, things happening. Mm. And yeah. me, I'm like really relaxed. And I tell people, all you need is a six-hour notice. If you can tell me six hours in advance, you can't make it, I'm not going to charge them. I understand. That gives me enough time to usually move a session around, try to reorganize my schedule, and it's okay. Some people, I'll get a text an hour before, I'm not going to make it, I'm stuck doing this. You know, It's 3 o'clock, they come at 4. And they've never done it. And they're like, I'm still going to pay you, it's no worries, still charge me. I don't want to charge you for that. I want you to work out. I tell them, can you come in later in the day? I'm booked till 8 o'clock. If you can make it here at 8.30... We'll just use that as our session. You know why? Because you're passionate about helping people. I want people. them to come. I want them to do the fitness. But after a while, there's you have to put food on your table as well. Correct? Absolutely. So uh, I do the same thing. Kind of give me enough time to like move things around. Don't just tell me, hey, I forgot about this. Well, thank you for respecting me. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So since we're talking about these kind of things, uh, without naming any names, are there situations where a client can be challenging and draining yeah for sure i'm sorry to bring this up because i don't want to make us look like bad people but it's the reality of it some clients just sometimes they need more attention and that's totally fine but some of them are just personalities can clash you know not everyone is good for everyone it's true and i think that's important to know too like i might be really good friends with somebody 
who happens to be looking for a trainer. It doesn't mean that I'm the best fit for them. Even if I want to be the best fit for them, we might not work the best together. Maybe, you know, people learn differently. Some people like to be screamed at and, you know, in your ear yelling next to Some people like a little more compassion or laid back. Like, it's important to find what pushes you the best. And sometimes there's, it's... There's different training styles and yeah. there's not one right way to do it. There's different ways to, to go about that. There's different ways to diet. There's so many different diets and everyone swears by a different diet. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean one is good, one is bad. It means whatever works for you. Same with personalities. Sometimes you look for a second opinion from a doctor, right? Same thing here. Personalities can clash. How many times did you hear, oh, I don't like your music or whatever in a oh, class, yeah. right? Happens <laughs> and it's totally fine. I'm into one thing, somebody else is into another thing. I mean. You it's can't not, take it personal, yeah. It's hard because we care, right? So it's hard not to take it personal. The client cancels and you feel like your whole world's falling apart because like, oh, they don't like me. Maybe I'm a bad trainer. Maybe I'm a bad person. Yeah. How many times did you self-doubt yourself as a trainer? Every day. Every day I question right. things, yeah. Because you, you wanna, want to make such a positive impact. Exactly. Yeah. You want to do the best you can and like sometimes it's just not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I tell people, I'd have to say 80 plus percent of trainers, we usually do a free consultation. Your first yeah. session is usually free because we want you to invest in who we are. We want you to see what it's about. And if you don't like me, you'll know in that first session. Or if you love me, you'll know in that first session. And yeah. you'll be back and invest in me. Or I'll encourage you to see two, three other trainers. And if I was the best, you will come back. And I actually, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I actually had to do that. Like I went with one, that one time in my life I had to fire a client. It was the worst feeling firing a client. I just had to, it just wouldn't work. Like your music is horrible. You're, you're telling me to do this and I, you, your, your gym smells or whatever. And I, I just started, <laughs> I, I just started this, fit, this uh, fitness studio. So I just put flooring in and kind of had that that rubbery smell a yeah. little bit. And she's like, everything I said or did was completely wrong. And I said, you know what? I, I want to give you the best experience. It looks like I'm not the best for you. Yeah. Here's five names of trainers I know with, with phone numbers. I, I hope it's going to work. I'm here for you. But uh, why waste time, energy? And, yeah. you know, At the end of the day, we're positive for people to make them positive. If they're negative enough, it reflects to us that then impacts the rest of our clients. People sometimes don't know that they come in and put, 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 put so much stuff on us and we have to keep smiling and pushing and being positive. And then at the end of the day, just you feel like three times heavier than in the morning just because of that, all that mental things. Yes. And there's confidentiality. You can't share that with others. So you just stuck with all that that was dumped on you. And it's okay. We're here to help, right? right. But I'm just saying it's not just repetitions and, and exercises for a personal trainer, correct? Correct. All right, let, let's finish on a funny note here. Let's, let's, let's finish with a... I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. So me and Emily, we've done bodybuilding. Have you ever considered doing a show? <laughs> Good question. I, I, have, I have thought about it many times. I think I, I was thinking about man, like man's physique, like the long shorts. I could see that, yeah. Right? The long, biceps. blonde hair, <laughs> the bosep. Yeah. Um, I have thought about it many times, but in this... I should have done it sooner, earlier in my career. Right now, I have slightly different uh, goals, aspirations, uh, slightly different ideas of what I want to do with my time. And like, shows are very self-centered, bodybuilding shows. Time 
expensive. And like be between the business, and as you know, I'm a published author and like I have so many things going on right now. I think it would be extremely selfish on my end with my family right now to focus six months out of the year to get ready for a show and it's all just about me. I, I Maybe one day. Maybe you get a 40 plus class. You're good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Unfortunately, it's not that far away. But um, one, one day, maybe. One day, maybe. I, so to answer your question, I have thought about it. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to do it right now, but maybe, like you said, 40 plus when, when things are more calm, kids are established and stuff, maybe then. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, um, I have dieted down for photo shoots, but I've never done maybe. a show. So I know. I have clients that do shows, as you know, one of my clients is actually for real competing today. We, we are in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio right now. She's competing in Florida right now. Good luck. Go Michelle. Yes, Michelle, good luck. But um, uh, so I know how this works, but personally, me, I've never been through it and I respect you guys for doing it. It's so much work. It's like 24 hours a day working on your body. If it's not nutrition, it's posing. If it's not posing, it's lifting or cardio. And then, so there's a lot to it. Thank you for the question. I'm do you think I would do well? I do. Oh, for sure. All right. You, you just, know what you're doing. You can. You do got it. the stage walk. Like that's all. It's all presentation and how you carry yourself on stage. I got those. Yeah. I got presentation. Yeah. I got some bullsips. <laughs> yeah. got, okay. So last, uh, last. Let's finish on a uh, positive note. Uh, funny stories. Do you have any oh. funny stories with your clients? I'm sure there's a lot. Don't mention any names unless you really want to, but any funny stories with your clients? So I've learned so much from a lot of my clients, for sure. And you oh, know, yeah. the, a big thing, one of the best things about a trainer is all, you know, most of the people we train, they're more successful individuals because training's not cheap. We can all see the value in it. I agree with you. It's very, it's, but it's investing in yourself. And these people who can afford training, they then come in and we take ideals from them as well. All the time. We learn a lot. And one of my clients that I've learned a lot from, uh, that I got to teach too, she, her biggest problem was using the bathroom. And she didn't get to go to the bathroom a lot. She'd always be constipated, bloated, whatever it is. And that's a lot of things that we as trainers, we have to talk to our clients about because it's how their body's working, whether it's, a female client whose period is late or if they're not having bathroom problems, etc. So they tell us everything, even if it's uncomfortable. And we build that personal relationship with a lot of these people in two ways. Yeah, people don't even know what we get to talk about no. on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. man. It gets really, really personal. Very per intimate. It's personal training. Yeah. It's very personal yeah. training. It's like doctor-patient confidentiality stuff. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, luckily... In the nutrition aspects of everything, there are greens, fiber, and stuff. And, you know, we've worked around foods and stuff. And finally, she's able to use the bathroom a lot more regularly. And she texts me all the time, hey, I'm using the bathroom. It's working. There you go. Twice a day sometimes. And I'm like, oh, man, all right. We're regular. <laughs> get, get going. And it's these things that we get a lot. It's, it's just so funny to me that it's an uncomfortable subject to some people. But to us trainers, it's just another day. It's uh, Yes, it becomes such an everyday situation talking about periods, talking about... Uh, it's just going to be funny. Talking about poop, talking about pee, yeah. talking about all these crazy, crazy, Body very intimate fluids. things yeah. that people are even afraid to talk to a doctor about. But we talk about this. We go through it all together. The highs, the lows, the pain, everything. If you're looking for a, uh, for a trainer and are worried to mention certain things, <laughs> just don't. Make sure you it. find a trainer that you're comfortable with 
at the beginning, you might not realize you'd be that comfortable one day. Like you build relationships over time, but like you need to be able to enjoy your time while you're working hard and being pushed. So, yes. so personality first, knowledge first, first, two. <laughs> first two. but yeah, just find a person that works yeah. for you. Find a person that works for you. Hope I hope this uh, gives you a little bit of an inside look in a personal trainer's life. There's much more than just picking an exercise and counting the reps. So much more. There's all day, every day, texting your clients. There's probably, like, would you say 20, 30, 40 texts every day, emails, like, should oh, I eat this? Easily. Is this okay? Yes. Look what I did. Oh, I just pooped. My period <laughs> is back on track. Yeah. Right? So All of it eight clients or eight sessions throughout the day becomes really quick a 10 to 12 hour a day job yeah, yeah. so uh, there's much more to it and guys i'm proud of you for changing lives i've seen you guys work with your clients individually we all three all three of us come from different gyms so it's not like we're just we come from different backgrounds different gyms we, we ch change lives in a different setting with a different approach, but it all works. There's not just one approach. There's different approaches. Find what you, what, what, what you like, what works for you. And I'm proud of you for changing lives for a living, picking this career, making this career great, and uh, making personal training look like it's a... Career, not a job. Career, not a hobby. Yeah. And Lifestyles. And get, sticking with it especially after the beginning when it's really hard to get going. Yes, you know? I, I always say that if you're a full-time, keyword full-time personal trainer for over four years, you must be great. There's yeah. no other way around it. You, you must make it, yeah. And mentally tough. You know, I, I just think that people don't always realize how hard it is to get started and get yourself established. And along the way, a lot of things can change, but I think that like pushing through and really seeing like, are you still passionate enough about it to keep going? Yeah. Thank you guys for your time. I, I'll link those uh, Instagrams and everything in the description. Guys, keep working out, stay healthy, find a good trainer if you need advice uh, or just somebody to push you. Even trainers have trainers. Stay sore. Stay sore.